saw me looking up in a day. Sitting there thinking about better day. And then you came around with your blue eyes. And now you're clearing up all my gray skies. See me doing my little dance. You gave this man a second chance. I hope your love will never stop. I'm gonna keep on doing that monster hop. Hey guys, welcome to Talk Story Podcast. My name is Ken. And I'm Scott. We are on episode number three. Today is Saturday, February 12th, 2011. What's going on, dude? Nothing much. Uh, EC's still pretty cold. It's warming up pretty fast. Yeah? Yeah, it is. Uh, How warm or how cold is it? About 40 degrees during the day now, which which is, it sucks, because, you know, the winter jackets are too hot, and mm-hmm, you take mm-hmm. it off, you get too cold, and really, I, I, I think winter should just stick around. I, I would prefer if winter would just stick around. What's what's going on in Honolulu? Nothing, nothing. It's, it's just raining. raining a lot lately, so. Oh. Flashlight warnings, in effect, but ain't a thing. Just chilling. Uh, how's Egypt? Shit went down. Mubarak is out. I won the bet. I know. It's so sad when I, you know, I looked at that. So, DC's got this weird thing where they hand out newspapers in the metro stations right. in the morning. And so, caught the train to work in the morning. Picked up a paper yesterday, and you know, looking at it, and it had a thing about Mubarak saying in a speech that, oh, I'm not going to step down. You know, and basically mm-hmm. it's all to hell with everybody. And yeah, he's been a dick. Yeah, yeah, and then so so you posted on MySpace with the thing, you know, this announcement. On MySpace? Yeah, I, well, not MySpace, Facebook. Excuse me, what am I saying <laughs> in MySpace? What is MySpace? But, yeah, so know, I'm sitting at work and I, you know, I saw that and I, it didn't really say anything about it, but I had this feeling when you posted that it was going to mm-hmm. be the news about you winning that bet, so I pulled up a dog. No, 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 it wasn't. It wasn't to gloat. It wasn't to, you know. Well, I guess it was. It's a celebratory post because dude decided to step down. You know, the military was probably like, "All right, you got to go. Get the fuck out of here." People are waving shoes, and we are not having that. What's what up? is with the shoe waving? What is up with the shoes, man? I don't know what's going on. Is that is this like a tradition? I mean, you know, you get. I don't know. They get happier. Is it they're happier? No, angry, it's no. It's angry. a grave insult in the Arab world. It's a great right, insult. Right, so to wave one's shoe at another. To wave one's shoe at another. That's kind of an interesting yep, tradition. You, know, you gotta. You really have to wonder where that came from. You know, I. I'd like to know. So I don't know. If, I don't think there's any Egyptians listening to our podcast or. You know, I don't know if anyone from the Middle East, maybe, maybe in Saudi Arabia or. Elsewhere, this mm-hmm. is an insult also, so if, or if, even if you're not from there, we'd like to know, so if you know, listeners, please hit us up, give us the answer to this, what is the deal with the shoes, hit us up, talkstarypodcast at gmail.com. Well, if I had to guess, I would, I would guess that shoe waving is a proud tradition of the Egyptian people, dating way back to... 600 BC. 600 BC. This is like yes. one of those 
pharaohs pharaohs were waving shoes. One no, of those Wayne's were World the people things. waving shoes at the pharaohs. Waving shoes at the pharaohs. In the case, shit is weird. And, you know, I, you see them waving it, but not throwing it. Because you don't want to lose a shoe. You throw a shoe, you only have one shoe left, and you're barefoot with the other. That sucks. So I guess it's just the waving threateningly with the shoe, but not actually throwing the shoe. Except for that one dude who actually did throw a shoe at uh, President Bush. That shit was funny. Yeah, but I bet you the Secret Service tackled that guy. And it was like, I, that guy, oh, yeah, that guy, that guy was that guy fu- got fucked up. Ladies, he uh, didn't make it home. No, limping home, if at all, one way or another. So, yep, Egypt, Mubarak's out. I'm stoked right on Egypt. No. Happy, happy, happy. Well... There, uh, July 4th or something like that, you know? I don't know. Dude, there is, like, a massive party. And you know what else is nice? I just read that they are cleaning up the square where they had all the protests and shit went crazy. And as, like, a sign of respect to the army having stepped in and helping the people out. So good for them, man. Right on. All right. What's, what's, what's going on over there in your little corner, dude? What's DC? What's going on in DC? What's new? How are you adapting to the East Coast life? Well, it was pretty interesting. So, you know, went to a couple of happy hours, you know, this past week. I don't drink, but, you know, it's nice to have, have some company. And so, went to mm-hmm. this bar called Science yesterday. And this is... This, science. This, science. Yeah. Science Club. It's, <laughs> oh. it, it's a weird experience. So, this is a Dutch... Bar called Science okay. Club at Science Club, and you know, so I walk in. It's this nice, you know, pretty nice atmosphere, and it's kind of dark, and you know, it's got like the the musky furniture and stuff. So you know, I'm like having having a drink, a couple of drinks with friends, and so you, know, mm-hmm. you gotta take mm-hmm. a whiz, right? So like, I go downstairs mm-hmm. and we go to the bathroom. There's a locked door. Like, who the fuck locks a the locked door? door. Like, who the fuck locks the bathroom door? I mean. You know, there's only one good reason you're gonna lock the door. I mean, you don't want anybody coming in. Obviously, guys, take you're pooping. Some, somebody's taking a dump in here, right? Yeah, and so somebody's you know, this, pooping. My God, the dude opened. The, there's like three of us standing out there. This dude opens the door, mm-hmm. gives us oh. this sheepish grin, and then just bolts. You know, and oh, like no. following hands. I don't know what the fuck this guy ate, but dude, the raunchy you could, smell. You could smell his colon, man, and so. You know, it's really embarrassing. Like, the guy dug out so fast. Like, everybody, you know... On well, yeah, you don't want to stick like, around and be like, hey... Uh, yeah, you know, we're on the bottom Check floor. out what I did, guys. Everybody, Enjoy, buddy. It looks over at us and be like, damn, what did you guys do? And we're like, oh, it wasn't us. And so, you know, you just kind Isn't of Isn't that like, the worst? There's nothing worse than, you know, having to really, really take a piss and or poop and... There's somebody else in there, and you're waiting on it, and they're just taking the nastiest shit. And you just go into there, and it's just stinking to high heaven. But because you got to go so bad, you just you just do it. Isn't well, that, I, I uh, feel kind of bad for the guy. You know, we're standing outside, and so the dude behind me he goes and, like, pounds on the door. So, you know, the guy's in there, and he's, he's under this intense pressure to just, like, push it out. Yeah, and to make matters worse, Science Bar... As it turns out, I asked for a menu. Mm. It's actually it's a vegetarian bar. No, oh, I've never heard of that before. That's if you're I've never been to a vegetarian bar before. I mean, it, it makes sense for DC with everybody being kind of healthful and things like that. So was, yeah, people kind of are very into the organic lifestyle and healthy living. 
over there? Yeah, I I guess so, you know, but man, healthy living sure smells bad. Yeah, that's why you gotta hit up uh, Trader Joe's there. Uh, mm. You know, organic food and get okay. some of that good stuff. Yeah, it was the Trader Joe's poo. You know, that, that happy hour actually lasted from, I think it runs from 6 to 8 o'clock, so got there about 7, only had about an hour, mm -hmm. and then we you know, want to kind of migrate to where the drinks stay cheap, and so about an hour sure. between leaving there, we went to Morton's, so Morton's, like like the steakhouse, like the one the that we Yeah, yeah. Nice. The steakhouse we've gotten Hawaii also. I didn't know it was a chain. Place is good. Yeah, Morton's, yeah it is. Morton's is excellent. One. Morton's is excellent. The that food place is, is good. Not service, cheap either. service is good. Drinks are cheap. You know, five dollar, five dollar poopoos. So mm -hmm. you just order one of everything on the menu. But you know, we're on the way to Morton's, which is about three, four blocks away, and so we're going past the Verizon store, and they had one of those posters for the iPhone four. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And I saw... And they're, and they're like, hey, uh, welcome to 2010. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, it, it just struck me that, you know, I remember when the i4 came out, when I was back in Honolulu, when it originally came out for AT&T, mm -hmm. there was like a mm -hmm. line stretching, you know, for like, halfway down the mall. I mean, there's this massive line, and everybody's, right. you know, trying well, yeah, to get Well, yeah, everybody wants the awesomeness that is the iPhone. Well, you know how I feel about the iPhone, but yes, what, we do know how you feel. What about is that. the deal? What is the deal with this Verizon? Well, like, have, you, have you heard anything about it? Because apparently, it's 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 shitty. It's got more problems shitty? than the AT&T one did. Really, I've read the opposite. I've read that it's actually pretty good. It doesn't deal with the network issues that AT&T has, like drop calls and spotty coverage in the Midwest and whatnot. In the Midwest, so you know, if you're if you're like in the Bible Belt, you're not gonna have problems pulling up your your online. Your online if stuff. you're with Verizon, exactly. With Verizon, yeah. because AT&T doesn't have coverage out there, you know. So oh. iPhones weren't available in some parts of the Midwest. So until now, they didn't have the option to get an iPhone, and now they do. And I think it's fantastic. The more iPhone users out there, the better. You think so? Well, what is the deal? Absolutely. So if there's this massive demand for it with the AT&T thing, and then you know we've got. Mm -hmm. All the Verizon users, Verizon's a pretty big network too, so why, do you have any sure. theories on why it is that, that there weren't the big lines? So what? Well, because, uh, I don't know about big lines, but I do know that they sold out of iPhones, and they sold like over, what, some ridiculous number, like, I'm talking tens and tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of iPhones. Like, the very day they sold out, they're like, okay, can't take any more orders, we don't have any more, Sorry. Oh, okay. Well, you know, I just, I thought that, you know, maybe there'd be a little bit more buzz around this thing because i4 was supposed to be, well, I guess it's not really like a new thing, you know, if it was like no, the i5. No, it's the not, I exactly. It's not like, so, right, exactly. It's it's an older know. phone right now, you know, iPhone 4, it's, it's yesterday's news. And just because it's out on Verizon, it's still pretty awesome, you know, because AT&T doesn't have that fucking grip on, you know, monopolizing the iPhone to itself since it's come out. I don't know. I, I used to have a Verizon, and I, I couldn't complain. I had a cheap, cheap plan, you know. I never had any kind of drop calls. Although, to be honest, I don't have, I don't experience very many with my iPhone either. But in either case, the more the merrier, I say. Okay, well, you know, I'm, it's one of those things, you know, speaking of re-releasing things, what what is up with all the reboots lately? I mean, I just got this, this notification email mm -hmm. thing telling me there's gonna be another charlie's angels 
I mean, what's up? Really? With, what's up with all these reboots? And there's gonna be like another X Men, and another Spider Man, and another Superman. Yeah. Dude, what's the deal with the that? X Men one. Like... The trailer's out. I haven't seen it, but it's supposed to be like the old one where it goes way back, right? Where uh, Magneto and Professor X were working together during the Cold War. Sounds pretty cool. Well, I don't know, man. Maybe like I'm looking at all these things, and it's it's kind of like, man, can't. Can't, what, what is the deal? Like, did, did good movies die with Inception or something? I mean, there's, there's like, nothing good no, out to no, watch. No. You know, I'm looking at the theaters over here trying to figure out something to do on the weekends, and there's, there's just nothing, you know what it is? nothing to see. It's the studios not wanting to take chances or take many risks in this uncertain economic time, you know, and when we're trying to recover from this recession. And that's why we're seeing a lot of sequels, because it's formulaic, they know it works, they know it's going to pull in money, they don't have to take chances on the profit margins. We'll see At how... least until everything bounces back, and then I think we'll see uh, more diversity in the films coming out in the theaters. Well, you know, I'll concede that, you know, it's kind of a cool thing that they're going to do a, an X-Men prequel. I guess that's something mm-hmm. slightly different from what was done before and you know i'm looking at the mm-hmm. the cast for this and there's actually a lot of really cool characters that i really wanted to see right. they've got somebody playing havoc in this one we've never seen havoc before really mm-hmm. uh well i mean mystique's in this one well, mystique was in mystique was in the other ones as well as well, she's being played by somebody else yeah played right. by somebody else it's not uh, uh... It's kind of like anymore. somebody else. So now you have to relearn who all these characters are, and there's no continuity to it, you know. But I don't think that's necessarily true because as long as you believe in the character, well, what difference does it make who's actually acting? You know, it's just still the same story, same characters, just different uh, time, you know, time frame and different plots and whatnot. What about um, Spider-Man? Anti. Yeah, I'm looking at this right now, and so there's. It'll be another Spider-Man. I mean, it's, how many how many times we got Martin Sheen in this? You know, as, as Uncle Ben Parker. Yes, Martin Sheen you cannot get enough yeah, Martin know? Sheen. And Aunt May, Sally Fields playing Aunt May. This is kind of this is kind of interesting. Dennis Leary's in this one. That I think that'll be cool. great. I think that's gonna be good. Really, this is the first I've heard about the casting. That's awesome. I think she'll make a great Aunt May. Yeah, so this is, well, I guess it was, I don't... Because she did such a good job as, as Forrest Gump's mother, you know, when she gets old, and she's like, Forrest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. She was good. So, yeah, definitely thumbs up for that. But you know what isn't getting a thumbs up is that musical. Have you heard about the musical? What musical? The Spider-Man musical. You haven't heard about that? The Spider-Man It's like the... Holy like the shit. Lion Google King. that shit right now, musical. dude. It's okay. called Spider-Man, Spider-Man musical. musical. Spider-Man, like, turn out the... Turn out the dark or something like that. Something ridiculous. Yeah, but on, what happened is... this It's a musical of the Spider-Man story, okay? Out okay. in Broadway. And basically how these things operate is their preview shows... So that they iron out the bugs, you know, they don't charge as much, usually. And, you know, they, the audience gets to see a pretty decent show, and it gives the crew and cast, like, an opportunity to, to get it ready for, like, the real opening and whatnot, right? So basically, well, what's happening is everybody's beginning injured because it's, like, you know, a lot of um, 
stunt work going on. Like, somebody mm-hmm. fell, like, 30 feet, broke, like, a vertebra and skull fractures and bad shit happening to the cast. And they've already lost, like, one Mary Jane. And it's, yeah, you can read all about it, but it's bad juju. And because of that, they've been having a lot of preview shows and they've been charging a lot of money, more so than they would before, you know, the real opening. But yeah, it's just it's been this major like, fiasco. You know, it's like a real-life thing where if you're like, oh, yeah, come see our show. Somebody's going to get all fucked up. You know what I mean? That's, Ryan, that's, that's the that's thing. Really, is that the draw to this kind of thing, really? I don't... No, no. Nobody wants to like go to a show thing, to see know. somebody get hurt. Don't be ridiculous. But be like, that's what's been happening. Yeah, there's some a lot of negative comments on this thing here. So one of them at Gawker.com says that mm-hmm. the Spider-Man musical needs to call it quits. And, Ooh. you know, other things for another mishap for Cursed Spider-Man musical. It's Cursed. Yes, it's been yeah. called Cursed. That's yeah, not good. Is. Cursed is not a, a good word before your musical. Spider-Man, you, know, you don't want that association. Spider-Man cursed. musical claims another victim on Spider-Man Yikes. musical on Broadway plagued with problems. Uh, could Nightmare the Spider-Man... Could the musical Spider-Man be the biggest disaster in Broadway history? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, this is not, you know, is that, is that does that really make you want to, I don't know if that would really not make exactly you want to Not exactly confidence-inspiring. Yeah. yeah. Well, people do go see it, and, you know, some people say good things, like, it's pretty awesome, and other people are saying, like, uh, I saw somebody fall 30 feet and break their back. I guess so, you know, that's yeah. that's one of those things where it's like uh, going to Ultimate Fighting, something it's like that. It's a mixed bag, you, know? you don't know what you're going to get. Yeah, you never know what you're yeah. going to get. Yeah. It's exciting. And that's yeah. the cool thing about theater, because it's so raw and in your face, just instantaneous. Mm-hmm. It's not like a movie mm-hmm. where it's take upon take just to get it perfect. Every performance is different, you know? Maybe somebody gets hurt, maybe somebody doesn't. I don't know. Well, you know, I mean, so so the thing, you know, thinking about this, so they have, like, eight understudies for Spider-Man, where it'd be like, all right, well, right, act two, right. the guy falls and breaks his face, you know? And, and then, then just whip another the, guy yeah, out, like, you know, another, another guy Peter Parker. So, you know, by the end of end of the musical, it was, like, three people left that are part of the original cast. Mm-hmm. And, oh, man. Last Man Standing wins. Hmm. You know, it's survival of the fittest out there on Broadway. I guess so. You know, that's that's... <laughs> I'm going, you know, I'd like to go to New York, so I don't know, maybe I'll try to schedule it for a weekend, see if I can't get tickets to this thing, so I want to, I want to go see somebody break, break their ass, you know, it'd be kind of, I guess well, it, it probably won't happen, you know, if you do, if, have you ever been to New York before? No, I've never been to New York. No? No. Are you, are you planning to go, you said, right? Well, while I'm here, I might as well, you know, it's like a $25 bus ride to get up there, about four hours, so... That ain't bad. That's not bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, you should totally check it out. New York is a crazy place, especially Manhattan. Holy shit. Yeah, that is a city. Go check out. You know, I'm looking at these these cast sheets here, and the one that I'm kind of a little bit... I don't, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about the Charlie's Angels reboot, really. Like, I don't know who these... I don't know who these actresses are, and... I don't know. You know, the last mm-hmm. set of movies really wasn't... Oh, it's not, it's not, um, Lucy Liu or... Well, that was the movies. That was the movies with Cameron Diaz oh. and Drew Barrymore. I mean, this oh, is... Oh, it's a TV yeah, show. it's gonna be like a TV show scheduled for 2011, oh. so they've, they've, you know, got the cast here, and I'm looking at the cast, and I don't know. I, 
I don't know. I, you know, I, I didn't really grow up with, you know, the original series. But, I mean, all these girls are like, you know, I'm looking mm-hmm. at it and they've got, like, the crow's feet around their eyes. I don't, well, I don't know if these girls are really What's older, wrong with that? It's just kind of like nothing, nothing. But, I mean, what, they gotta be it's young? like, they well, gotta you know, be we're going to reboot, we're gonna reboot this series that wasn't really, like, that great in the first place. And then, you know, it's, I mean, again... I don't want to slam it, but I feel friends. I feel the same way about the Hawaii Five O reboot. You know, I mean, where it's just kind of we took a mediocre yeah. series and then you know rebooted it, no and now way. it's supposed to be this. You know, I don't know. Do you do you think do you think Hawaii Five O is gonna make it? You know, another two to three seasons, really? I mean, we're on season one now, right? I think so. I mean, the ratings have been doing well. It's been consistently winning its time slot ever since the show's been out. So hopefully, yeah. And another thing that's been going on is this proposed legislation to give studios a bigger tax break to incentivize them to come and build more sound stages and uh, facilities and whatnot. So that might happen soon. And I'm I'm all about that because really, there's just I mean, the official one is Diamond Head Studio, right? And that's the only sound stage that Lost used to operate there. Mm-hmm. And then when Lost was done, who went in there? I forget who went in there. Somebody's in there right now. But Hawaii Five O, they had to purchase the building, the old um, advertiser building on uh, Kapiolani. That's their studio now. Really? And They're in the advertiser building? The so, studios. Yeah, we, we've only got one newspaper now, and mm-hmm. so the advertiser building's open. The Star yeah, Advertiser. Yeah, the Star yeah. Advertiser. That's kind of... It's kind of weird, it's like, like the same paper, but... Right, it's... But basically, what, what's going to happen, or what could happen is if the state does go for these proposed tax breaks, which a lot of people are against, frankly, then it, it, it'll bring a lot more film production out here to Hawaii and create more jobs. And there's a gigantic trickle-down effect to a production when it comes here because you've got to house the crew, they got to eat, you know, they got to go places. It's a lot of money that comes to our state, so I think it, it could bring a huge return on the investment. Well, I think it'd be a really cool thing to have more movie stars or, you know, TV stars in Hawaii. And, yeah. you know, I, I yeah. we, you you went to the film school at UH. It's actually pretty good, pretty good film I school. I worked with some the of the... Academy for Creative Media. Worked with some of the professors. Well, one at least. And, yeah, I, you know, I, have, I really like mm-hmm. the idea. I think it'd be a great replacement for the tourist economy in Hawaii. And so I, you I, know, know, I about totally a replacement, but more maybe a supplement. A supplement. More so okay. I mean, because tourism is a juggernaut right now, and granted, yeah, the numbers aren't like what they used to be, but it is bouncing back. And I think with that film production and you know, agriculture is pretty much dead in Hawaii. Maybe I don't know some kind of clean energy or wind production, wind farms or something. I don't know. What's the next thing? I you know I have no idea I don't know but you know I'm looking at I'm looking at all the stuff that's coming out you know pop culture wise and I'm starting to notice that we're are you you think we're on like I think we're in this this like thirty year cycle like a thirty year pop culture cycle what do you mean, and thirty so, year cycle yeah you know like uh, the last decade you know we're doing a lot of seventies stuff and so you know that's like thinking about mm-hmm. the original Charlie's Angels thing and then. You know, looking at mm-hmm. Scott Pilgrim and you know all the the pop music and all the fashion that's mm-hmm. well, at least all the fashion you know over here is a lot of people dressing like it's the '80s with like the really tight jeans and you know the pseudo right. members only jackets. What is with tight jeans? 
I don't know. Maybe these guys it's just like trying to. Uh, it's on. It's on men too, you know. So it's one of those. Trying to show off their cocks is what they're trying to do. You can see their dicks. Like, like, dude, to, don't want to see that. Trying to stuff Wear it. Wear something a little baggier around no. there, bro. But I guess yeah. you know what I'm really afraid of is that is that the '90s are gonna come back. That's. I don't know how I feel. What's wrong with the 90s? <laughs> 90s like, is awesome. So everybody's going to stop shaving again and be mass suicides in grunge music or something? Just like an adaptation of that? What's wrong with grunge music? Nothing. Nothing at all. I think we had some music. really good grunge. I, I used to listen to like Alice in Nirvana, Chains. Alice in Chains, yeah. of course. Yeah, it was, some, it was some good stuff, you know, but the 90s were kind of tumultuous. I don't know. I feel like it was kind of an incubatory time for... American culture, you know, it was the last... I think the music was awesome. I love 90s music. Well, obviously, because that's when, you know, we were teenagers and impressionable and all that. Young and so reckless. We're just... It makes me wonder, though. I love the music. And it's not the same. It's not how it is anymore. Music is just not the same how it used to be. And I'm sure every generation, dating back to the fucking cavemen... I've said the same thing. Like, you know, they just don't pound on those tree trunks like they used to. <laughs> Sitting around fires at night, you know, hiding from uh, saber-toothed tigers and whatnot. Well, I'm curious, though. What what would an adaptation of the 90s style really look like? Because the early 90s was the last, you know, time that we were coming up through, you know, intermediate and, and early high school. Mm-hmm. That was the last of the mm-hmm. time before the Internet. You know, the internet launched in the late 90s, well, it got big in the late 90s, really, and so we, we mm-hmm. started getting access to these things, and, you know, now that we've, we've got this global network that's just, everybody's totally connected, I, you know, I really wonder, what right. what would an adaptation of the 90s look like, and would it just be something generic, or is it really in, in evolution, is this like a, a revolution, you know where things are coming back around, really, or you know, I I don't know, man. And it'd be I think like what seeing fifteen year old kids walk around and you know with flannels tied around their waist. Hyper color yeah, shirts. It's gonna be a really kind and, of like uh, a weird thing. Snap bracelets. Yeah, snap bracelets. Oh my god, I was thinking of some of the right. The nineties is is one of those times that I didn't really miss, you know. And I'm afraid too that you know looking at all these reboots that are coming out that we're gonna go back to. The formulaic, you know, like the action heroes of the 90s where it was just, I, I thought it was, that was not a great. Big muscles, yeah. big guns. Yeah, you know, where like the good guy just kind of walks into, walks into, you know, a firefight and just starts capping and, you know, he never gets hurt and kills like 100 people. <laughs> I think so, because I think it's kind of rebounded because after the whole big muscles, big guns, big tits thing ended, it kind of went to the way of the wimpy anti-hero, you know, where it wasn't all about size. It was more about brains, so more than brawn. And maybe that's kind of making a comeback. Like, what is that Sylvester Stallone film that came out with uh, Dolph Lundgren and all those other, the, you know, the washed-up guys? The Replacements? The, ex- that- the Expendables. Yeah. It was The Expendables. Expendables, thank yeah. you. Not The Replacements, yes. Expendables, you know, and maybe it is making a comeback. Who knows? Because that that film did pretty well, didn't it? I I have no idea, but it was just the weirdest thing seeing the governor of California, you know, came in for a cameo scene mm-hmm. in that movie, and I'm you know I'm watching this, and it's it's almost like it's almost like these guys are handing off the torch, you know, Stallone and Dolph Lundgren and all these older Arnold. action heroes, Arnold, you know, is handing off. 
the torch to Jason Statham. Well, Arnold ain't handing shit off. He just tweeted that he's coming back to acting. Now that he's done with politics, he's about to go Hollywood all over again. Well, I don't know. It's kind of... You know, seeing seeing young Arnold, quote unquote, in the new Terminator, that was kind of that was kind of a weird mm-hmm. experience. You know, it's a flashback. But you know, I'm sitting there in a the theater. I did I saw Terminator Salvation in theaters, and you know, I'm looking around, right. especially during that scene, and you can tell that everybody of a certain age was totally stoked to see young Arnold again. But you know, and the other guys are looking around and be like, who who's who's this guy? Completely clueless. Yeah. You know, right. it's kind of like, oh, you know, I, I ask uh, young people these days, you know, you're like, oh, who's Nirvana? You know, I mean, you know, come back and cover this stuff. It's, you know, it's almost like they, they feel like they're discovering it for the first time. And, you know, I... All over again. Sure. Yeah. yeah. But I don't you feel the same way when you first really discovered, like, jazz or Ray Charles or, you know... Big band music, something from the 50s, something old, you know, and that shit's been around for ages, but I just, you know, didn't have appreciation for it. That's how it was with me, at least. I guess so, you know, that's that's pretty true. I, I guess there's a lot of things that, you know, over time, you know, songs that I've loved, I'm like, oh my god, that's a cover? <laughs> you know, my, my parents right, are listening right, right, to it and exactly. be like, oh, this is a really bad, watered-down version of... The good stuff that we used to listen to when we were kids, mm-hmm. and, you know, I don't know, it just seems like... And now we're getting that way, like, you fucking kids listen to bullshit music. Who's this Justin Bieber fucking guy? They're making a movie Honestly. about him. I have no idea who this kid is. I really have no desire to know, like, some teeny bopper dude, you know, but, uh... Yeah, I mean, you know, the kid went from nothing at 17, I guess, in, like, a year or two, you know, he's, like, this big... Pop culture and now he's the most popular now. person on the internet. Is he? It's funny how life works out. Yes, he's apparently he's the most viewed person on YouTube or the internet. Period. That's anyway, you know, that's Bieber. Who cares yeah, about yeah, Bieber? Okay, yeah, we're not gonna talk about that anymore. I was uh, I was shopping on eBay earlier today, so you know, I'm trying to. Nice, I love eBay. Yeah, you know, I donated my my PlayStation Three to my dad, and so I'm trying to. You know, get him into the newer technology, bring him into the new century, as far as that goes. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, my dad would not know what to do with the PlayStation 3. He would have no idea what to do with it. Well, I don't think my dad does either, he but... He uses a doorstop. You know, he's got my video game museum over there, and so, you know, we've got, like, the 8-bit Nintendo, 16-bit Nintendo, yes. 64-bit, you know, moving yes. all the way up, and I finally Old got school. them to, to buy a Wii because, you know, they need to exercise, and I, you know, I thought maybe interacting... Like that. You see, that's that, that's a that's one thing. We is not exercise. I don't know. You know, unless you you know, unless you're like running in place vigorously, I don't I don't see how we is exercise. Running in place. How is that exercise? No. I guess it depends on what you're doing really with the Wii. Because if you have that, you know, that board that they have that you're doing like yoga and stuff, then maybe I'll give you that much. But if you're if you're bowling or you're playing fucking frisbee golf, that's not exercise. I'm sorry. I don't know. I think the funny ones like you see a lot of videos. There's there's an advisory on the Wii that in the beginning it says make sure to put the strap on and make sure everything around you. You'd be like all the all the people getting hurt. And then uh, you know I saw a couple of videos on YouTube where these guys are. You know, they're playing, and inevitably, they, you know, they think that it's, like, real bowling, so they whip the ball, and then let, mm-hmm. the, let the controller go, and everyone's like, whoosh, 
straight through the TV. And they smashed their fucking TV. Yeah, you know what I mean? It says it right there in the advisory, you know? But... Well, it didn't at first until people fucked up and smashed their TVs in. And then they started selling the wrist strap with it like, yeah, maybe that was a bad idea to sell it without this. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, it seems like PlayStation and Xbox have kind of, you know, done the same thing. And so they're, they're entering this... I don't even know what you would you would call this like the gesture games or no well, it's not gesture. Xbox is cool though the Connect. Have you have you tried that no, yet? No, I haven't tried the Connect. It's crazy. My friend has it. There's like Dance Central and stuff. And you know, there's you you are the controller. I guess it's like a thermal camera. There's two cameras on the thing, and it tracks you and it's, it tracks you dancing and it's hilarious. So is that is that different from the PlayStation Move? Absolutely, because you're not holding anything. You're not limited to a controller. You know. It's, uh, you are the controller. So when you're, like, selecting menu stuff, you're just holding out your arm at your side and just going up and down and then, like, swiping towards your chest horizontally. And that's how you select through the menus. It's crazy. Oh, that's pretty cool. I don't know. I know. That, like, your you, your teachers and your, you know, people you work with, your teachers would definitely appreciate <laughs> that shit is crazy. Yeah, yeah. So I brought my I brought my PlayStation over to... My boss's house the other day, and he invited me over for dinner. So you know, I wanted to kind of get give him an idea, you know, of of why it is that I think that video games now, you know, these these newer generation of systems and new controllers aren't video games in the sense that they remember them. You know, this is not Pac-Man, and so I have a uh, Gran Turismo Five, and you know, mm-hmm. you know, I just, awesome. It is. It's a, that's a great game. If you, for if anybody's listening to this, if you have a PS3 and you don't have this game get yet, that yeah, you really need to go out and get this. And I recommend that you get the official Gran Turismo 5 Logitech wheel. It's excellent. Ken has one. I've got one. Shameless plug. Yeah. Shame. Well, not shameless. Anyway, <laughs> so you, so what happened? So you brought yeah. this over to your boss's place. This is an older man, I assume, who's never played a driving car game. Why? Well, I, I don't think he's. I don't think that he's played a video game since. I don't know. Maybe Pac-Man, or you know, maybe the 8-bit or 16-bit Nintendo. And so this, okay. it was kind of oh, like yeah. a revelation for him. You know, he gets on this thing and he's going nuts. You know, I put him in a go kart and we've got mm-hmm. him going around a track and he's not even racing anybody. And so you know, the the wheels bolted to a TV dinner stand. And, you know, I actually mm-hmm. had to sit there and hold the stand physically because he was getting so aggressive with this thing. You know, and he just, sure, yeah, the force feedback yeah. it, it kicks back in your hand. Well, he was trying to play it cool, and so, you know, we had, I guess his mm-hmm. wife came home. So we're like, oh, okay, we need to switch this thing off. And, you know, and so we went and made dinner, and afterwards he uh, he's like, oh, well, okay, well, you know, we better get you home, so why don't we go break down your system and then... You know, I'm right about to unplug it, and it's like, oh, I could really go for one more race, you know. So, yeah, we put him put him in an actual race against some other cars. It was just just the computer, not not the online thing, which is actually what mm-hmm. I really wanted mm-hmm. to show him. You know, give him the sensation of being able to play against you know other players from around the country and other people, uh, and get and what it feels like to be humiliated by other faceless players. Yeah, you know, I mean, the cool thing about these new game systems, especially with Gran Turismo, is that when you're in a multiplayer mode, you get the little flags. I really like the little flags that they've got over the cars. Right. Those are pretty. It's awesome, and mm-hmm. 
So, you know, can Oh, you see where they're from, like, uh, they're American or they're Canadian. Yeah, yeah, you know, I don't want to get beat yeah. by a Canadian, because I'm from Hawaii, and Hawaii people are supposed to be... What, shame. Supposed to be better at video games than I'm... I'm terrible. What's wrong, what's wrong with being beat by a Canadian? Well... I'm sure I've gotten my ass kicked by quite a few Canadians. I'm sure, but... You know, it's just one of those things where, I guess, being... Hawaii-centric, I've always, I've always felt that sure. Hawaii players... You don't want to lose. Hawaii players are, you know, better at video games somehow. I, I don't know why it is, whoa, it is whoa, getting... Whoa, 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 careful. You yeah. don't want to alienate other, especially Canadian video game players. Canadian video game players, we apologize. We don't mean to offend. No, you guys we don't. Are awesome. I do want you to know that I do love I do love <laughs> all of the, the movie and the entertainment stars that... They've exported to our country. You know, there's a lot of really good ones. Mm-hmm. We got, you know, I like. Yes, if you if you need to hear about that, did we talk about that earlier? I think we did. Did we? We talked about that in episode one. Yes. Oh. Canadian actresses and Scott's love for Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, yeah. Or you know, you could go down the list too, like uh, the Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim, like the whole cast, basically is. It's basically a Canadian. Well, I well, it is a Canadian movie. It's set in Canada. It's a, it's a yeah, Canadian smorgasbord. Yeah, yeah, but there, you know, it's a lot of really cool actors and actresses. I think the Ramona Flowers character is the love interest in that, uh, and I'm pretty sure. I think she's American, mm-hmm. and that's like the only character I think uh, in the main cast at least that's American and mm-hmm. not Canadian. So you know, watching that movie, like, go America. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Against video games, not so much. But, you know, the funny thing about video gaming is that it's become so decentralized these days. You know, everybody's on their Xbox. Everybody's on their PlayStation. Everybody's just talking shit, and it's so easy to have big balls over the Internet. You know, I kind of, you know, I kind of yearn for the days where there the arcades were the place you had to go to play video games. Where you actually had to stand toe-to-toe right next to the guy whose ass you were going to kick, you know. And you actually had to look him in the eye and be like, hey, do you want second or what? <laughs> Back in the day of, you know, you know when Street Fighter 2 and Marvel vs. Capcom were the big things. But, I mean, it's mm-hmm. basically, I think the consoles have really been the death of... The arcade. I mean, I haven't... Absolutely. Uh, Although, not in Japan. Everywhere else. In Asia, arcades are still going strong. It's, it's crazy because everybody still has PlayStations. Everybody still has Xboxes. But I think it's primarily an American and, like, a, a Western thing, really, where we all just have to denigrate and just talk mad shit to each other. I love it. I think one of the things that I, I thought was really interesting is the transition, looking at how we transition from... These, uh, you know, looking at the screen types of things to really interacting with stuff. And so, you know, I think mm-hmm. back to it, and I think the beginning of the ridiculousness really was Dance Dance Revolution. You know, I have to admit, I've never played Dance Dance Revolution in my life. I don't think you're missing Although, anything. Although, you know, well, it's probably because I can't dance. But if I could, then I'd probably combine my two loves and tried the game but i can't say that i have and now it's kind of like fallen out of favor right it's not as popular as it used to be am i wrong is dance dance is ddr still a big thing well i don't know you know i think it's one of those things that it's just it was just such a ridiculous fad you know i'm look. i'm not insulting mm-hmm. ddr because i've seen some videos where you know look at these guys and obviously like they're very talented dancers you know really good right. but i mean it was just 
but at the end of the day, you're dancing for a video game. Well, I don't know. Is that is that cool or is that not cool? I don't really know what to say about that. Uh, what do you think? I don't know. If you're dancing like that guy in, uh, what was that film, Grandma's Boy, then you're cool. <laughs> you know, but oh, I if not, then it's not you so see much. a lot of people get... If you can dance, then I suppose. Why not? If you can dance, that. if you're looking good, if you got it, flaunt it. You know, if you know, if you can't dance, then maybe not such a good idea. I guess so, but then, you know, we moved on to other games, I guess, you know, for PlayStation and Xbox. I, well, I guess all mm-hmm. the systems now we've got Rock Band. You know, we started out with Guitar Hero. I remember yep. seeing that in Which Japan. Which actually got the axe. Yeah. No pun intended. Yeah. No more rock band video games. The the music genre is officially dead. Really? They killed they killed Guitar Hero. They killed Rock Band. There's no more Rock Band. Guitar Hero. Yes, no more Guitar Hero. Oh, okay. It is. Yeah, but I, you know, I remember when I was in Japan. I I visited Japan the last time. I guess in 2003, 2004, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And that I I guess the guitar games were kind of new. Uh, you know, it tripped me out when I went there because yeah. you know they had the guitar game. There's these guys, and then the drum game was separate, and then they had a totally separate one that was the DJ game. You know, and I, these these games have since right. come to the states, and so if you go to places where they actually have, you, where you got to feed quarters, it's like into pressure, video like game. people people watching too. You know, it's not just in the comfort of your own home where you're just in your underoos and. You, you know, you're drinking Mountain Dew. No, you're out there in the public, and people are watching you. Well, you know, I used to think that those games are a little bit off. That you know, it's just one of those things where I'd be like, "Oh, that's not talent." You know, I know how to play a guitar. I know how to play, you know, several kinds of woodwind and brass right. instruments. I'm looking at these guys. I'm like, "Hey, that it's not actually making music," you know, and then. Not too long ago, I remember. Well, that that's yeah, that's the that's the question though. Is it really about making music, or is it just more about having fun and just pretending like you're making music? I don't know. Is it the is it the same, or is it different? Well, I don't know. You know, I remember not too long ago you were talking about that thing with chip tunes. You know, I, I looked into this thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and. For anybody, chip yeah, I love chip for tune. anybody that hasn't heard of these things, chip tunes basically is your these guys people are hacking old eight bit video game systems and using the sound cards to run music through, and so it, it, it comes out sounding video game ish, you know, where you still have to kind of right. sequence the music. There's still a lot of artistry involved in this, and I remember absolutely, it's still a lot of programming, and you still have to know. Your music as well, because you're essentially just programming the music to play through the video game system. And if you're interested, a lot of good bands are uh, Bit Shifter, Chromix is good, Anamanaguchi is good. Who else do you like in there? Uh, bitch, or I mean, uh, on I team. like I like Sasquatch and Random. Um, and Random, I wanna, yeah. I wanna, I I'm not an elitist. I'm not a chiptunes maker, but. You know, there's a Anamanaguchi is the band that did the soundtrack. Right? We're gonna mention this again, the Scott Pilgrim movie, and man, you just love that shit. Well, it it, it came up because Anamanaguchi did do the music for that. But they, you know, enough. I was looking through YouTube one day and trying to get a handle and be like, mm-hmm. how are these guys doing this? And Anamanaguchi mm-hmm. is, I would, they're excellent, but I don't know if I'd really call them pure chip tunes because they do use live music. 
or live instruments. Right. They're not strictly chiptune because they do use guitars and whatnot. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Strictly speaking, they are not technically chiptune, but they 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 say as much. They're not like they're like, look, we know we're not chiptune. We just use we just play along to a Nintendo. That's very modest, but I thought what what interests me about chiptunes is the you know I'm looking at some of these more. I don't know, the purest guys, so, oh, it was the guy, uh, this guy, Pixel Hate, it's Pixel H8, Pixel Hate, and Mm -hmm. there's a video on YouTube of this guy actually doing performance, and he's got, he's got, it's like the weirdest rig, so he's got two Game Boys strapped together, and there's this awesome Awesome. music, awesome, awesome music in the background, like, you look at this guy, he's like standing up there playing a video game. You know, and right, yeah. it's a huge, huge noise coming out of this tiny, tiny little system. That's the awesome thing about chiptune, and that it's so powerful that it just transcends the the console itself. You know, and it becomes a form of expression. It is, you know, and it's just one of those things. I guess it's kind of similar to how sequencing and you know programming the synthesizers and keyboards really must have looked to you know guys that played the piano are looking at this thing and be like, oh. Man, that's that's not really you know it's not the same thing. That's not it's not pure. But and I look at it as there's right. so much artistry to it. But there's a fundamental disconnect between what you're seeing and what you're hearing. And so for someone that actually spent a lot of time painstakingly learning scales and and time you know measures mm-hmm. and things mm-hmm. like that, it it really is different. And I you know I I don't. As a musician, or as a former musician, I don't really play much anymore. But I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't really know how to feel about it. You know, I really enjoy listening to the music. You but, don't approve. Well, it's not that I don't approve, but if you're going to go to a show, uh, Anumanaguchi, for example, has these, you know, they, they put up a big screen, and so there's this story that goes along with, right. the, you know, the music, and so there's kind of, you know, it's a narrative to it, and it's all... Yeah, and these all these graphics. awesome 8-bit graphics. Yeah, and it's, yes. it's great, you know, but when you're looking at these guys, I don't know, like looking at, at Pixelate and some of these other artists, I mean, because there's that disconnect, I don't I don't know, like I'd love to go to one of these shows, but I don't, is, do, you, do you think that if you went and, and saw a performance by someone like that, that it would really mm-hmm. have the same power as seeing people rock out on live instruments and, you know, jam together organically as, as a band? You know, and having to function as a unit, uh, as a musician, what do you think, Ken? Because you're a pretty good drummer. I, you know, I'd like to get your thoughts on this. I'm not that good, but thank you. As a musician, I would say the impact is the same because you're still listening to a essentially multiple instruments just because it's coming out of one or two Game Boys because they use two Game Boys to essentially double up. You know, one will be the melody, one will be the harmony. And it's essentially multiple instruments that are coming out of each of these consoles. So it's not, I mean, granted, it's one guy who's doing it, and it's pre-programmed or whatnot, or he's playing it. But I think the effect is still the same, and I think the musicianship involved is still the same, because you still got to know your shit. It still has to sound good. You know, that's the one common denominator between bands or single-man acts. It's still got to sound good. I guess so. It's kind of like listening to really good... You know, guys with turntables, you know, that, mm-hmm. that, it's just one of those things where I'm looking at these guys and feel like, oh, that's, you're not really making music because, you know, it's pre-recorded and you're just kind of like mixing right. it together, but if you ever get to see these guys live, oh my god, mm-hmm. I mean, listening to that kind of stuff, I, you know, I can't, you know, there's, 
I, DJ Scribble is like the big name that everybody used. To, I don't know, you know, who the newer guys sure. are, but you know, going to clubs and stuff, you listen to that. But like some of these guys are actually really, really good at it, and I feel like they're able to take pre-recorded music and by mixing it together, actually create something new. That's that's it's kind of interesting, and I I feel almost the same way about chip tunes. That was is just you know really really cool music style and. Um, I would recommend for anybody that hasn't heard it yet, if you want to check it out, check out those artists that we mentioned. Uh, you can find a lot of them. A lot of their music is free. You can check them out at 8bitpeople.com. And yeah, excellent website. Yeah, yeah. And well, we can post a link up on the blog as well. Okay, yeah, we'll put that we'll up. We'll be at talkstorypodcast.wordpress.com. Yeah. Or you can drop us an email at talkstorypodcast yeah. at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. You got ideas, suggestions? Are we doing a good job? Are we doing a bad job? Hit us up. What's going on? Well, you know, we really went off topic with this. So, you know, I was getting to a point here. We started off talking about the video game thing, and I started telling you about my Mm -hmm. boss. Uh, I'd like to continue Mm -hmm. on that. But, you know, what I was going to get at with the video games thing is, you know, I'm I'm trying trying to get my dad some video games here, you know, to play on the PlayStation 3 that I donated to him. Right. And so sure, I, I've, you want him to use it. I've been on eBay, you know, trying to get these things. You get, you know, eBay is like the best. It's like the flea market of the world. You need to just take all your yep. crap. I love eBay. Yeah, you just take all your crap and dump it's it on there and sell it. You know, I mean, there's some other stuff. It's you know, there's stores where you just like take your stuff in and they sell it for you on eBay. That's right. yeah, really interesting. It's kind of like a consignment type thing, and so you know, you're adding a middleman to it, but. Yeah, I was on eBay, so I'm trying trying to get my my dad's really into uh, Metal Gear and the God of War series. You know, he's played all of those games on the PlayStation Two, and so I'm trying. Good games. Yeah, there's excellent games, and I'm trying to get him new ones uh-huh. so that he you know he can take full advantage of the graphics processing power and you know all the goodness that is the the PlayStation Three. But I keep, I love PlayStation. I keep getting sniped. This is ridiculous. You know. Um, I haven't been on eBay in a while, and they added a live counter to the the auction. Okay. So I guess once you hit, I think it's only when you hit like an hour. You know, they start counting down by the minutes and the seconds, and you know, it's super. To when the auction ends. Yeah, you know, and it was. I remember before you used to ha- keep having to re- hit the refresh key, and then you'd wait. You know, to it was see like the time. fifteen right. seconds left. You know, then you want to. Throw in your bid. But now you know immediately. And these people come in and they they put in bids at the very last second and steal it from under you? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, and it's been happening to me. So, you know, I used to be really good at this. Fucking so in jerks. like the last two to three seconds, I would throw in a bid and I could just lock it in. And pretty much anything I wanted, I could get. And, you know, I'm... Getting, oh. I'm getting beat at my game here, man. I don't really know. You're getting how to a feel taste about of your this. own medicine. I am, you know, but I, yeah. man, even the eBay game has moved on. You know, that's a pretty serious thing to think about. It's on a whole new level now with the lifetimer. What are you gonna do? Uh, I don't know, man. I guess I'm just gonna have to keep going. You know, I mean, if it's one of those things, I don't know if maybe it might not just be a better idea to do the buy it now type of thing. I don't know. That's what I usually do because I don't have the patience. Like, yeah, I might save a couple bucks, really, but I want that shit right now. Yeah, so I'll usually just hit the buy it now button. And uh, I guess I'm more about the instant gratification than the hunt, I think. I guess. I've always taken satisfaction from, you know, stealing the thing out 
from somebody like putting the first bid and somebody else bid and then they'll do it again and there's this big back and forth and at the last second I'm the third party I just come in and whoosh, you know mm-hmm. like steal it right out from under them that's you know no eyebrows because you're cheap because you're penny pincher you just want to save money and you want to get it as cheap as possible it's not even about the money though you know but I was talking <laughs> about the cheap you know why I, I'm curious so I don't know if, if anybody's if any of our listeners know why this is the case, if you're one of these people, why, why is it that there are people out there that you know they'll pay more on eBay? They just like they have to win the auction. They'll pay more on eBay than they would have to if they were to get an item locally. You know, I don't. Same reason that I do instant gratification. But that's not the case because they're bidding on these. You know, it's like the iPhones that are going. You know, it's an AT and T thing. Sure. I you know I realize that it costs money to right. you know jump the contract or whatever but mm-hmm. i mean why would you pay 900 bucks for a cell phone that's going to cost you 200 bucks if you're near your two-year contract why is that it's a good point yeah i do not know i don't know so i if any of our listeners if you ever paid more than you should have on ebay for a retail an item that retails locally where you're at we'd like to know about this so you share your experiences with us hit us up at talkstarypodcast at gmail.com one word Yep, any good eBay yeah. stories, any funny eBay relation, any kind of, like, uh, experiences, hit us up. Yeah, I mean, and the All same right. goes so. for, you know, the, the virtual marketplace as a whole. You know, there's some really good deals to be had. So, I, you know, I was walking, it's winter over here, and so we, we had this big record-setting storm where there's this, this week or two of just really, really bad weather, you know, and... We talked about mm-hmm. this, I think, in the last podcast. You know, a lot of our friends mm-hmm. uh, in the oddest places, you know, Tucson. My buddy in Tucson got hit by the winter storm, mm-hmm. and New York got over five feet of snow. And, you know, I'm... It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm walking down the street over here, and I got my skate shoes on. You know, I love skate shoes because the soles are pretty much indestructible on those things, you know. Sure. And uh, they last a long time. So, you know, I feel like I get good value for my money on that, and... So I'm walking, you know, I've had these things for a few years, warm out in Hawaii, just walking around everywhere. You know, I ride, you know, motorcycles and mopeds, and so, you know, the soles, mm-hmm. the soles do eventually wear down. And I found out as I'm walking through this slush and muck that I've got holes in Gross. the bottom of my shoes. Oh, no. Yeah, that was terrible. That's, a, that's an inopportune time to find out that your shoes uh, aren't impermeable. It is, you know, and especially I'm on my way to work, and I don't want to sit with soggy socks all day. So, you know, even even yeah. more ghetto, you know, I take my socks off, I'm drying them on a space heater, right? So, and sitting yeah. in an office, you know, at at my job, and you know, I've got no shoes on. That's you know, it's kind of kind of embarrassing, you know. But sure, I'm not. I I don't imagine that I'm the first person to deal with this, you know. And my socks never caught on. Hey, that's just part of adapting, man. That's just part of experiencing life in the east coast you know we don't deal with snow and slush over here in hawaii you know maybe our shoes have holes but we don't get wet feet unless we're stepping in water because it don't snow yeah well you know in hawaii the water comes from the sky downwards doesn't usually come from the ground upwards in this sense you know you know that's yeah in hawaii the soils you know it's the soil everywhere and so i mean everything is kind of drains off so even when it does Ooh. rain you we don't get the kind of puddles that they get i guess the snow clogs up all the drains over here True that. and then it got to the point 
you know, in that one day, this one day that I, it just snowed like four or five inches in three three hours okay. or so, and so that's a lot. Yeah, and I'm looking for the curbs and stuff, and you can't even see the gutters because of it's just totally. Totally covered in snow. Yikes. Yeah, and it was the day after that. Yeah. The day following that, actually, when things started to melt, that you know, I, I okay. got, got the wet. You know, so I, I'm not complaining about winter. I love winter. I hope winter doesn't ever go away here. Although I, you know, uh, Punxsutawney Phil tells us that winter is pretty much over, and so I'm screwed. You know, it's gonna get kind of warm here. Yeah, you know, since we last talked about that, I went and looked it up. And Punxsutawney Phil is only correct about like thirty percent of the time. Really? Historically. Well, yes. So I wouldn't put too much faith in Mr. Punxsutawney. Okay, Phil, so right? you know there's hope for me that the weather's gonna stay nice and chilly over here. I mm-hmm. I love the yeah. fact that I get to wear coats because I never get to wear coats at home. But I, what I'm complaining yeah. about here yeah. again is is the holes in my shoes, and I want to get back to that because this is something that I thought was really cool. So. You know, I'm looking for shoes, and, you know, I went to the store, and, you know, I go to the mall, and, you know, in Hawaii, every place you go, Hawaii is an outdoor culture, so we got a lot of skaters, and so you can, you know, you go to mm-hmm. any mall, and you can get a decent pair of skate shoes anywhere, and I'm looking for something right. to replace my worn-out, well-loved shoes, and there's there was only one store, one store at the mall that I went to that actually sold skate shoes. And, you know, okay. there's a store, I, I don't know if we have a Journey's Shoes. I You know, I hear commercials for that on the radio oh, sometimes sure. in Hawaii, but, yeah, I don't think we have. So what about these guys? Any, yeah, and, you know, well, you know, it's like a teeny bopper store, and so, you know, I'm I'm size nine <laughs> and a half, and I guess a lot of teeny boppers got size nine and a half feet, because, well, you know, people so you, are... So, so you found a good, so you found a good match, and it's in the teeny bopper store. Good for you. Big deal. You know, you gotta you gotta get shoes that you like. No, I. You know, that was the whole point is that I couldn't get shoes there. They didn't. You know, look at oh. like. Anytime you go into these stores, ninety percent of the shoes are just dog ugly. These are things that you would have to pay okay. pay me to wear. And so, you know, there there are two pairs of shoes that I liked in there, and they didn't have either of them anything close to my size. You know, that I had to settle for an eight oh. or an eleven, and it's just like ridiculous. That's way too big or That's way like too small. Shoes. Yeah, yeah, clown right. shoes, you know, or like, you know, if I'm running and, like, I move my leg too fast, my shoes is going to go flying, you know, it'd be like a shoe mortar. Right, and then you, right, and then you step in a puddle and you end up with wet feet again. Yeah, no good. yeah, you know, I'd be like, I'd grab my shoe and just hold it up like an Egyptian and be like, bus, Mr. Bus, wait for me. You know, something, something <laughs> no, like he that. Might, he might just keep on playing, he's thinking like... Fuck that guy, he's waving his shoe at me. That's a grave insult. Yeah, either that or, you know, I hit somebody in the head and, like, the Secret Service would tackle me like I'd try to kill George Bush. You know, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but not, yeah, yeah, hopefully that won't happen. Well, you know, I mean, so. it's, it's uh, Washington, D.C. There's federales and police and sheriffs and all kinds of other law enforcement and military personnel over here that, you know, I think most people in the country don't. Really have to deal with this. I, you know, I've never when I am in San Francisco, I, you right. never have to deal with this level of law enforcement, really. But that's right. You best watch your back, kid. Well, you know, I gotta watch my back. You need to just try not to, you know, kick your shoes off at people. But absolutely. Well, you know, the so because I had holes in my my skate shoes, I had to wear dress shoes everywhere. And you know, my oh. I, I got a nice pair of dress shoes. You know, I really like my dress shoes. I think they look nice, sure. but they're expensive. You never wear them, though? No. Okay. Well, I don't wear them because I don't want to wear them out. You know, they, 
they're just nice shoes, and you know the more you wear them, the more right. crease they get, and then you know the wear and tear on it. They just look worn right. and used, and you know it's not like a skate shoe where the more that you use it, the better. The better. Well, skate shoes don't look great. I beg to differ. Past past that life, but yeah, you know, uh, I need a new pair of shoes. So you know, because I couldn't find them at the mall, I started looking online, and so you know, I found. Uh, nice pair of shoes that I like. You know, I I like mm-hmm. I like Adidas shoes. Um, the gazelles, sure. the gazelles. Sure. I love Adidas. Yeah, you're you're kind of like the Adidas maven over there. You know, Ken Ken collects Ken collects Adidas shoes, which is you know he's always. I don't you know, have that like, many shoes. You got like some nice shoes though. You know, I mean that's it's it's nice. So if you had holes in one of your shoes, you know you'd actually have another pair of shoes to. Put on. Yes, which you do not have the benefit of because you didn't bring extra shoes with you to the mainland, I assume. Well, you know, you'd be like uh, Imelda Marcos and packing, you know, like 50 pairs of shoes into a suitcase. You know, I don't really... So did you find any on eBay then? No, you know, I, I when you look on eBay and I, I looked and I couldn't find a pair of gazelles, I couldn't find a pair of campuses really for price that I wanted. And so mm-hmm. a friend of mine mm-hmm. sent me this deal. There's a website called living social and what living social is is it's it's kind of like a discount deal website but you have to buy it this is kind of oh like a groupon um, like you have to a certain number of people have to buy into it no 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 it's not like that i mean anybody can buy into it there's no limitations on that it's an individual pay Mm -hmm. per pay per thing you know, and uh, oh, I see. Yeah, so what it was is that you know I got this this deal where it's like if you if you if you buy the certificate for twenty five dollars, then you get fifty dollars off a fifty dollar off coupon for this website called Shubaka dot com. <laughs> Shubaka, yeah. Awesome. You know, I love it. And and they so this whole story has been one gigantic setup for that. Payoff right there. <laughs> yeah, for Chewbacca. This is like the punchline for it. Oh, uh, yeah. fair. But enough. it was great because, right, you know, right. it's, you go to the shoe stores. I mean, you go to any of the shoe stores. I don't think there's any shoe stores in Hawaii, not even Kix. Kix is a store that sells great shoes. They, you know, they've got mm-hmm. these are style shoes for kids, you know, for people that are fashion conscious, I guess. You know, they sell all the cool shoes sure. that they sell in, you know, New York. Or L.A. or San Francisco or, you know, basically mm-hmm, all around the country. Mm-hmm. It's like the stuff that looks really cool that you couldn't find in any of the store. I don't think Kix even carries gazelles. It's And it's not that they're not cool. I just don't think that... That's because you can't get gazelles anywhere. You can't get gazelles anywhere. Where's the last... Yes, you can. You store? can find gazelles anywhere. Gazelles, campus, all the, those are like the most popular Adidas shoes you can find. Just about and any, no, any no. Store. I beg to differ. I think the most yeah. popular McDonald's probably sells Adidas. They probably just hiding them under the <laughs> counter. You just gotta ask for it with your happy meal. No, no. The most popular Adidas shoe I would say is Shelto. You find Shelto's anyway. The Shelto isn't Shelto's. necessarily shoe though. It's they're just selling... Shelto is used in numerous numerous models of shoe. Anyway, shall we um, go move on to the game of what if here? All right. Yeah, the Chewbacca thing wasn't that cool. I was like trying to build it up. It, it was cool. Okay. It was cool. Well, enough. It's good. I, I would like to check that place out myself yeah. and see if they have good shoes. Okay. Well. All right. Game of what if. Game of what if. So what do you got this week? All right, Scott. 
So basically, game what if, I'll be asking you one morally ambiguous question to test your moral fabric. I've been pretty easy on you in the last you know, couple of weeks. The first week we had, uh, uh, if you could save one person from being murdered, who would it be? And you had a very noble response to that last one. The last week was, if you had to lose one sense, which one would it be? And I believe... We also flipped the script on you as far as if you could only keep one sense, which would it be? And that turned turned out to be a fairly obvious choice. Yeah, yeah, I so want to be able to see. This week, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna twist it a little bit. I'm gonna twist it on you a little bit. So let's see here. Game of what if? All right, Scott. Okay, I'm ready. If if you were to be killed by an animal. What kind would you <laughs> want it to be? <laughs> oh man, you get into these kinds of questions. I don't know. You know, there's all kind of animals that I guess you could get killed by. I don't know. I, I guess I would. I don't think I'd want to be killed by a bear. You know. No, bears would. That would be very unpleasant because bear would. Just, they're huge. They would maul you to death. It wouldn't be fast. It wouldn't be very pleasant. No. Yeah, bear definitely out of the question. Yeah. Um. I don't know, or you could go for, you know, if you go for the, the other things, like, you know, for, like, a bobcat or a panther or something, like, that's kind of, like, a littler animal, Ooh, and it's going to, like, you know, uh, just kind of, like, take nibbles at you, and so, you know, you're going to lose... Just, yeah, just that's, shred you to pieces with claws. That would suck, too. Yeah, that's... I, that I would not be like on my list. Unpleasant wear, it'd be, like, crows pecking your eyes out or something. Um... Death by birds. Death by no. Like I guess the there birds. is no pleasant way to go to be killed by an animal, is there? Because I don't want to be killed by a shark. I don't want to be near the water because there's the whole drowning thing, you know. So any kind of fish or you know sharks or whales, any any kind of water creature, definitely out of the question for me. I don't you know. know I maybe think maybe maybe. I'm just, my whole thing is with this is if, you know, I were going to get mauled by an animal, then I would want it to be a quick death. And so I'm trying to think of, like, sure. the biggest, fiercest thing that could, you know, kill me. And, like Death by elephant. I, I elephant was just, just about sat to sat on your that, head. Yeah, you know, like, you just get stepped on, like, if it's going to step on your head and squish you. Squish it like a raisin. Yeah. That, I, mean, I don't know, I guess. Dead. Okay, elephant. <laughs> elephant it is. Elephant, or maybe, maybe a hippopotamus. You know, Ooh, I don't no, know. I think a hippopotamus would still gore you to death, though. It would still, like, you know, ram you and, and just, like, fucking just trample you a little bit, I think. Whereas an elephant, maybe it would be a little more unsuspecting or unaware and accidentally kill you. And then you'd be like, oops. Accidentally? I must you? have stepped on a raisin. Okay. Or something, you know. I don't know. So, okay. Well, what would your answer be? Would you, would you go with the elephant as well? Probably... Vultures. Vultures? You, you would know, pick, vultures you pick the vultures? Are just, yeah, vultures are just bloodthirsty creatures, and they're ruthless, and, you know, they don't mind getting dirty. They'll just get the job done, and then be over with, and all they would leave is just my sun-bleached bones out in the desert. I don't know. That's, I don't think that's strictly true, because if I understand it correctly, no? vultures are carrion birds, and so... <laughs> They'd wait for something to wound you, and they'd wait for you to die, and they'd just circle and circle oh, and circle, and then... That's true, the so technically, it, so, it wouldn't yeah. be the vultures that would kill me. I'd have to be dead for that to apply, huh? I don't know, maybe leeches? 
Leeches. Oh, yeah, leeches would be a good one. Yeah. Tons and tons of leeches all over you, yeah. and they just suck the blood out, yeah. and then, you know, you just kind of get woozy and pass out and game over. No, no, no. That would, that would be... I'm going to change I'm gonna change my answer from elephant to a uh, giant squid. Giant squid? You feel like a giant squid. <laughs> Is that your final, answer? Like final answer? That would be, really, like, that would be, like, that would be the way to go. Know, the kraken, you know, comes up and just kind of, like, grabs yes, you like, and... Summon you know. the kraken! <laughs> And then, you know, there's this huge, huge, like, pile driver type mechanism in the boat that they use. And then they, you know, there's a lot of men, you know, going up. And then it goes click, 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 click. And then suddenly it just drops. And it's like, well, bah! Yeah, you don't and really then like... it hits the boat. And then it summons the Kraken. And then, you know, it, it just comes up and it's gigantic. And, yeah, you just, you'd be toast. That, that would be... A good way to be killed. Oh, that, by yeah, that'd be a great animal. So I don't know, but I guess you know we're running to the end of the running to the end of the segment here, and so I guess we're yes. kind of out of time. We've gotten, yes, we I are. think, a grand total of eighteen to twenty downloads for the first two episodes. So really? hopefully, yeah, you know, I mean, there. Awesome. I, I wonder if this is people listening to our show regularly. Um, if you'd like to comment on that, and maybe you know you don't need to leave your name, but if you want to tell us, like, I'd like to know if. There's anyone outside of Hawaii listening to our listening to our broadcast here? Drop so, us a yeah, line. Drop Let's us know a line. What you think? Yes. How did you find us? Yeah. Or if there's are we doing a good job? If there's anything you'd like us to talk about, or anything you'd like us to stop talking about, please also let us know that. You can hit us up at talkstorypodcast at gmail dot com. One word. But I guess that's all the time we've got for this episode. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next week. Stay cool, everybody. Keep it cool. All right.
Walk 